0: What's up, good people? Glad that you're here. Another episode of My Fight, and I am stoked, y'all. Dorothea Taylor is on the show today, and we had a great conversation. She is a super inspiring, interesting, great person. Um, you'll, you'll recognize her from TikTok and Instagram. Um, she uh, is a drummer. She, she's hilarious. And she will tell you, she's older, um, and kind of blew up, went viral and has been on the tonight show and Drumeo and just, uh, you're going to love it. Okay. You're going to love, love, love the episode today. Um, let me tell you about a couple things first, subscribe wherever you're at to my five podcast, uh, great episode today, but we have great episodes all the time. So make sure that you're subscribed, uh, wherever you, uh, consume your podcasts, YouTube or Apple or Google or, Spotify, whatever it is. Uh, and then make sure to follow us on social media at my five podcast. Uh, we do these episodes a lot, uh, talking about people's creative journey, their process, the things they've they've been through. It's great. If you're a creative person of any time of any kind, I think you would appreciate any episode that we've done of the show. Another thing that I do is a weekly newsletter called MyFi Monday, where I just talk about some practical inspiration for creative people of all types, uh, talk about um, just some tips, uh, tell you some cool people to follow, talk about some cool things I found that week, some of my favorite things I'm digging at the time, uh, all that sort of stuff. So if you just go to MyFiPodcast.com, you can scroll down and sign up for MyFi Monday there just enter your email. Super easy. Not going to spam you, nothing like that. But go to myfipodcast.com, scroll down, and subscribe to MyFi Monday. It's a great uh, resource for creative people, creative leaders, uh, creative organizations of any type. Glad you're here. Let's get into it. All right. Yes. Y'all, this conversation is super super fun, um, and and I think you're gonna you're gonna dig it. Super inspiring. Dorothea Taylor's on the on the show. She is a drummer. She will tell you that she's older. I'm from the south, so talking about women's age, I don't know, make, makes me uncomfortable. Like my grandma's gonna come out and like you know slap me or something at some time. But Dorothea's she's older. Um, She graduated high school. I'll say it this way. She graduated high school. She talks about this in 1968. So that'll give you an idea uh, of how old she is. Um, She went viral just from uh, a simple uh, drum exercise video that she made and and then got invited to do some videos for Drumio which is a great resourcing uh social media account and and site for drummers and it blew up because she covered disturbed and did this like crazy metal thing and they did this little skit and all this it was real it's really funny and um anyway then she just blew up she's got a million and a half followers on TikTok she's big on Instagram all that sort of stuff and she just enjoys it uh she's got grandkids uh she's been she's a drum instructor plays live all the time. Uh, she's got some projects coming up that we, that we talk about and all that sort of stuff in the show. Um, but you need to check her out. She, she is at Taylor dot Dorothea. And obviously all this stuff is in the show notes for you to follow her, uh, on Instagram and all of that. Uh, and I think her handle is the same everywhere. Yes. Taylor Dorothea, um, on, uh, IG and TikTok. And you can also find, uh, her on, um, Uh, YouTube and all that, too. She's always updating stuff and everything, Uh, but she's amazing. She's endorsed by Deodario and Peisty Symbols and Promark Sticks. She's been in Drum Magazine. She's been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, She's just done a lot of incredible stuff, and she's really inspiring. We talk a lot about um, just you know her process uh, for staying sharp as a drummer, uh, her story, how she got to where she is, how she does her social media stuff. All sorts of inside things. And I think you're going to find it very interesting. So I hope that you enjoy uh, this conversation I have with my friend, Dorothea Taylor. Dorothea, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. It's an honor to have you uh, on the pod today.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: It's amazing. I okay, so I came across and I'm sure a lot of people may, maybe this is a lot of people's interaction or or how they discovered you, but I came across the disturbed cover. Was that like did you plan was that the first thing you did that blew up or like
1: uh well, I did have a video on TikTok that blew up and that's how I got recognized and got called to Drumeo it, to Van, um, to go to Vancouver to record something i had no idea what it was going to be and you know when i got there they said we're going to do this video and you're going to have to do a little acting and i was like what
0: (laughs) nice now did you already have a follow like a big following before that or was that the thing that kind of broke it
1: the yes i i don't remember how many i had at that time but uh that video that went viral within like 24 hours. All I was doing was just playing a double-stroke role, and I put it on TikTok. My grandson said, Grandma, you should put something on TikTok just for fun. I put it on there, and I didn't even think it was that good. And like within 24 hours, it had a million views.
0: Whoa. Yeah,
1: and it has 46 million now, the same video.
0: That is crazy. That is insane. Was that? Did you? Did you want to like have a presence doing what you're doing, or were you just your son? Your grandson was just like, "Hey, post something."
1: Well, no, I didn't. I didn't have any idea that that would happen. I just did it for fun, just to see if I would get twenty or thirty views on it or any comments. Because I've been playing drums for a long time, and you know i was just a, a lady playing drums so yeah. not really any deep connection with anything or recognition and so that video just took off and it was like oh my gosh i'll have to do more and just see what happens yeah. just you know out of curiosity
0: well it seems like you have a blast doing it like i know i do uh, you obviously have a I know you're an instructor and you, you work with a lot of different groups of people and, and I definitely want to get into that. But how did you get into uh, playing drums in the first place? Like did you just start playing in bands when you were a kid or what was that?
1: Well, like I, I always tell everyone that I just felt like I was a drummer from the very beginning. I, I love music. When I was two or three years old, my mom bought me a little teeny, a little red the shape of a grand piano and oh, I was yeah. plunking on it and she said I would cry because I would get mad because I wasn't making music because I didn't know how I was just banging on the keys and so I already had that love of music and was watching you know, people on tv and then in third grade or sec- second or third grade I started piano lessons hmm. and so you know I was taking piano lessons I took them for six years But we had a drum and bugle corps in my hometown. And this was a very small hometown in Upper Michigan. But we had a drum corps. And they practiced just like two blocks from my home. So I could hear them. We could hear them. We could just go out in the yard and hear them. And all I had to do was walk two blocks and look down over the hill into the uh, football field, the high school football field. Yeah. They would be down there rehearsing. So I'm watching the drummers and listening to all the cadences and things this whole time. And sixth grade comes along and I join band. Nope, you can't sign up for drums. You have to play a different instrument. So I played saxophone.
0: What was that about? Why couldn't you sign up for drums? Because
1: girls didn't play drums.
0: Oh. No. No girls. Really?
1: It was just not a girl thing. No, you couldn't play drums. And so by the time I got in eighth grade, I found out that you could just go and sign up to play in this drum and bugle corps, but it was called a feeder corps. And so you joined the feeder corps and they took anybody. I think you could be as young as like sixth grade. And then as you perfected your skill in feeder core as someone would age out at age 21, then those openings would be there. And so the feeder core would just fill in those spots. So I said, well, I'm just going to go and sign up for the feeder core and just see what happens. And I got there and signed up for drums, no questions asked. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really going to get to do this. And there was another girl when I went for my first practice I saw another girl and she said she had been there a couple of months before I got there. And so she and I marched together for those six years, right up until 1970. Wow. And we were the only girls that had ever been in that that drum corps. And then as years progressed, you know, I left in 1970, I got married in 1970. And uh, my sister, who was almost seven years younger... She signed up sometime. I don't know how old she was because I wasn't around, which was yeah. kind of sad. But she joined, and she was a snare drummer for that drum corps also.
0: Was that attached to the – like, was it part of your high school, or was it like an independent thing?
1: Nothing to do with it. No. The Ameri- it was sponsored by the American Legion.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Not that I'm kind. learning a little bit of this. I know before we started recording, we were talking a little bit. My son's in the um, – uh, marching band in his high school mm-hmm. and so this whole culture is new so we went to a dci competition not too long ago oh. and it it was like unbelievable i didn't grow up with that i grew up in like garage bands and that was my background into mm-hmm. you know being in music uh and so like this whole world has like opened up to me yeah. you know and so we went to this competition and we were just i was just Bloody mind blown. Rice. yeah i was just blown away you know it was like 10 hours long 11 hours long that day and all these amazing bands played but there's a whole world you know my my knowledge of marching bands in art was high school and college mm-hmm. and so this whole thing that's that's why i asked so were you ever in your high school uh marching band or, or concert band or anything there nope, <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> no because i was so involved in in drum corps that uh our our uh precision was far beyond what the high school was yeah it, I feel like if I joined the the band at that time I feel like I if I joined the band I would be taking a step down because there was no there was no really really good drummers in that band in mm-hmm. the high school band and we practiced drum corps practices especially in the summer 8 to 10 hours a day and that's wow. why you when you went to the DCI show you saw precision because oh, yeah. of all the hours that they put in
0: Yeah and it, even it's it's that way for my son like when they do band camp it's like two weeks straight of like 12 and 13 Always. hour days right. yeah yep. and then even so like it's every day after school and you know like one it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy that uh they just did a competition last weekend it's and it is it's really impressive it's a whole cool culture of like really impressive musicians and just a different approach into right. music as a career and i think that sometimes uh if you grow up one way or the other, you don't understand that there's a lot of opportunity out there to oh. at, at least enjoy, if not make a oh, career yes. out of music. You know, mm-hmm.
1: because if you actually talk to a lot of musicians, well-known musicians, they might tell you that they used to be in middle school and high school band. Totally. And even if they're playing guitar really well, they might tell you that they played trumpet in in band because yeah. they they were just broadening their. Their musical you know abilities yeah by learning different instruments
0: when you were growing up playing in that core, were you like in garage bands did you play like trap kit back then too
1: uh I didn't start <clears throat> I didn't get a drum set until I was in eleventh uh, grade a okay. junior in high school I got my first drum set and then uh you know I was still busy in with drum core and being in school, and so when I graduated, I graduated at 17, because my birthday is really late in November, okay. and I got in a, a band that summer, and it was older guys, they just needed a drummer, I don't remember how they found me, or anything, and so that was my first band, it was kind of like a dance band, the yeah. dance floor would be just packed with people all through the week, we played Tuesday through Saturday, and it was amazing. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. At in eleventh grade, that's awesome. Well, no, I had graduated. I had. Grad- oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm sorry, I missed that part. Okay. There, uh, there weren't a lot of um, drum. You know, you mentioned before they wouldn't allow women to play in that in middle school. You know, to play drums. Um, I, I I'm trying to remember um, female drummers in the 70s. Like I know Karen Carpenter played drums. And- she was
1: one that I remember. That I really the only one that i knew of at that time and yeah. so i watched all of her videos and watched her play and she was always on like the ed sullivan show or yeah. johnny carson or something like that and so i would keep up with her and just try to emulate her
0: that's good and were there was, other were there other influences like her
1: well no other females at that time that's crazy and so buddy rich was my favorite And he was always on Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah. He and Johnny would cut up and, you know, Johnny would get up there on the stage and duel Buddy Rich. But Buddy Mm. Rich was just, oh my goodness, just the most amazing drummer ever. Now, there are a lot of amazing drummers and have been, but no one can fill that top spot of Buddy Rich's skills. They were just incredible. And so I watched everything that he did
0: yeah what about him in particular like just inspired and connected with you like that? I mean, I know he's amazing everybody says yeah. he's amazing, but what in particular just connected with you
1: the his hands the ability to go the speed that he would go, and then he would have his bass drum just a single bass drum pedal and but his left hand was just so fast and amazing and I always wondered how he got that thing going so fast
0: did you ever find out anything about his practice regimen or anything like that that
1: he he always said that he never practiced but see he played all the time so that's practice but he always said whenever he was interviewed i don't practice
0: yeah (laughs) that's crazy i see you posting a lot of um and that's what my my son all his drumline friends they all follow you and stuff and uh you're always posting like great exercises and warm-ups and all of that sort of stuff are you pretty disciplined and organized in your practice and stuff like that It definitely seems that way
1: yeah I have drumsticks down downstairs and just really close I a lot of times I have them on the kitchen table I'll have a pad and some sticks (laughs) and so when I'm there in the kitchen I just put it on 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 our counter that's a good height for me and just do warm-ups and just You know, play whatever I feel like, and then if I want to make a video, then I I will think about, you know, what can I show for the upcoming drummers something to work on and correct technique and what would be a good exercise to build speed and singles and doubles. and So I've had a lot of, tons of comments saying, you know, how much that I've been helping them in their process of becoming a good drummer.
0: Yeah. I, I think that it's, it's a little overwhelming for creative people of any kind to know, we know that social media is something that we need to do, but coming up with those ideas and like the constantly posting and staying connected I know. do you have a rhythm for that or do you, is that something that you struggle with or like how how do you because you have content coming out all the time you got uh-huh. a huge following on social media like I'm just curious for other creative people who are listening along like are you pretty scheduled with it or does that stress you out like how do you deal with all that
1: <laughs> well I don't get paid for one thing I'm probably the only person on social media with the amount of following that I get That I don't get paid.
0: Is that a choice? or or I don't
1: know how to do it. I have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Listen, if somebody's listening and they're a manager.
1: Help me. Dorothea
0: needs a manager. She should be making bucks off what she's doing now.
1: I just do it because I love it. Yeah. And you said, you know, does it stress you out? Well, sometimes it'll be a week and I don't have anything ready. And so I'll tell my husband, I have to go. Upstairs, or else you go outside, and I'm going to be in the kitchen. I have to make a few videos because yeah. it's been a week, and he just gives me that look, like, "Oh, whatever." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing. So no schedule. You just kind of when you do it, when you do it, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's amazing. It stresses me out. It, I mean, just coming up with content ideas and everything I know. is just like so much yeah. work. Shooting I'll, the video doesn't seem like as much work as just coming up with the idea,
1: right? I'll get. Books, some of my drum books out, and especially for up-and-coming, you know, rudimental drummers, I'll get something out and just look down the list. Oh, this will be a good one, and then, you know, I'll take it from there. Maybe put my own a little bit of spin on it, but if I'm blank on what I can do, I'll just grab a book. I have stacks of drum books,
0: That's so cool.
1: I, I can always find something.
0: Yeah. Something in there to do. You said something about sending your husband outside and you said something <laughs> earlier about, about, uh, the sticks at the dinner table. My wife gets so annoyed. My son's always walking around with his pad, like beating on stuff, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. Did you annoy your whole family growing up and no. your husband now? No, no. My
1: husband, the funny thing is when, well, first of all, growing up, my parents never once told me, will you be quiet, please don't do that right now. All the times I would practice on the dining room table because we didn't usually use the dining room. We used the kitchen table. And so my pad was always in there. And I was always working on paradiddles and five-stroke rolls and whatever it might be. Never, ever. And even when I got my drum set when I was a junior, I'd set it up first in the living room. And my dad would be in his, I remember he had a red recliner. And he would even fall asleep. Well, because I wasn't like a basher. You Know, sure. I wasn't hitting to try to break something, and yeah. so you know, it was. And I was playing beats, I wasn't just not knowing what I was doing. And he, they never, ever, ever once told me, Would you please be quiet? And That's unfortunately, awesome. a lot of students that I've taught, in especially in middle school, they come back the next day or the next week that I go to the school and they're not any better because they weren't allowed to practice at home. Oh. And it's so disturbing. And I always say, Well, they let you sign up for band <laughs> yet and they don't even have drumsticks or a pad at home. The only thing oh, they wow. have is when they get to school. Yeah. And it's it's really sad. But then on the other hand, then I got married young. I got married when I was nineteen. But I had, I had been out of school for two years. And back then, and I graduated in 1968. Back then, a lot of girls got married right out of high school. So I was sure. two years later. And I was playing, actively playing when I met my husband and, and all. And then we got married. And then two years later, we had our first child. And I know that he thought, okay, we're married. You're a mother. The drumming is over. So it was kind of, you know, year after year after year of me still playing before he actually realized. And I think that he has just now, since social media has taken off with me, just realized how much I love it and how important drumming is to me. I think That's all awesome. these years he just, he never goes to any of the gigs I play. Never, never. And he just says, well, you're going to work. You don't ever go to work with me. I'm not (laughs) going to work with you, blah, blah, blah.
0: (laughs) It does make sense. It does make sense.
1: Yeah. So just since uh, being recognized everywhere I go, if I go, two people recognized me yesterday just going to eat lunch. And then we went to uh, a department store looking for some Nike clothes for my grandson. I had to stop and take a selfie with somebody. And so I think he's finally realized, you know, that I've made it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: yeah. and I'm having fun doing it.
0: That's so great. I, and I I feel like I got to defend myself a little bit. So we we never tell my son he can't play either unless he's got homework to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's got stuff to do. You got to you got to shut it down. He has a snare, uh, an old snare. They got they got new equipment at his school this year, which was great cuz they really needed it. And uh so he got an old set of quads and an old marching snare oh, and great. he goes he goes down in the basement and you can hear it eight houses <laughs> down. I mean, <laughs> it is like it is so loud, but but we love it. We love the noise, you know, too. And, uh, my daughter sings and stuff and everything, too. So I think that's super important that, that kids, is. When, they, when they're when they being inspired, you know, they, they get that support. Um, mm-hmm. Was your family musical? Like, did they play? Did you grow up with music in the house?
1: They were. My dad was musical and his sister and my aunt and uh, my first cousin, but nobody really played anything. My grandma played chords by ear, and she would play, and and everyone would sing because they loved music. And my aunt actually had taken piano lessons, and she played in this ladies. There was a ladies group that met like once a month, and she would do like a march, and they would all march in. I forgot what the name of the group was. So she did play piano, and then I played piano. So whenever we would get together for holidays, everyone would sing Hmm. But, like, my father could have been a drummer. He played, like, the knife and fork at the yeah. kitchen table just waiting on the food. Yeah. So, he, I know he had rhythm and he could have been a drummer, but my mom didn't play anything. Yeah. So, I was really the first. My sister wouldn't even take piano lessons. We had that piano there. So, huh. I, was, I was basically the only one other than my aunt who was, you know, really old back then
0: do you remember uh, music that that they played in the house or that you listened to growing up? Or even better question, like what were some of the bands that you first were just like enamored by that inspired you?
1: The first, uh, let's see, when I graduated, it might've been 68 or 69. That's when the big thing was to get your components. You had a turntable and then the... uh, what was the power? Like thing? the
0: receiver. Like the, the receiver, receiver
1: yeah. yes, and speakers. And I was just in heaven. I Because I was playing and making 50 bucks a night, and we played five nights a week, wow. I bought that. And then I could play along to it at home, too. So I had to get some albums you know, to play on my turntable. And one of the first was The Doors. Nice. The other first was
0: Zeppelin because I which, loved... Which Zeppelin record?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't remember the name of it, but I can see the cover now, but I, I don't remember the name of the, the album.
0: You can tell uh, a lot about about people, whether they're Zeppelin 4 or Zeppelin 2 people. Oh, it's the only yeah. reason I ask.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember, but I just remember... Uh, I didn't even know the drummer's name back then when I first heard it. I just knew that that whoever the drummer was, was fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: And so so I had the Doors and and Zeppelin were my first ones. And then I started just adding. And then I started adding all kinds of different kinds of music. Yeah. Like... uh, Engelbert Humperdinck just came to my mind. I had an album by him because he had a hit out. And my dad loved music so much that, you know, I bought that and we would play that in the home. And it was just a wide variety. And I even started getting some jazz yeah. albums. But I would still go back. I really liked the rock kind of yeah. thing, the rock feel. So that was my favorite
0: who do you listen to now? Like are there current bands that you're that you're into?
1: Um Not so much, but uh you know, anything that Dave Weckl plays in, anything that Benny Greb. I love Benny oh, Greb. Oh yeah,
0: Benny Greb's great.
1: Steve Smith mm-hmm. and most of the time I'm on uh either on Instagram on those particular people's page and then if they point you towards uh youtube then i'll get on youtube and just watch things like that so it's just a wide variety of but everybody that i listen to is is one of my favorite drummers in the band Vinny calliuda anything that Vinny oh, does yeah. is totally amazing
0: he played on um there is a woman named laurie basilio she's a uh, instrumental uh, electric guitar player uh, she's from south america maybe i think brazil i think is where she's from uh, Caluta just played on her record. With like, oh. oh, unbelievable, unbelievable work that he did. They recorded all live together and stuff. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Um, I actually had a drummer friend of mine. Um, one of the best, probably the best drummer I've ever played with in my life. Uh, his name's Daniel and he had a cat named after Vinnie Caliota. <laughs> well, so going back
1: to buddy rich being number one yeah. on my list, I have Vinnie as, as number two yeah, he's amazing he's just amazing he just has amazing chops and you know i have the old vhs of him and some dvds of him and his style isn't isn't anything like buddy rich but he's up there on that level of just incredibility you know
0: did you keep have you kept up with music throughout the years like like uh in the in the 80s when uh, you know, certain bands were big, or in the '90s when Nirvana hit and all that. Like, have you constantly been a music yeah, listener? Yeah,
1: like I remember uh, Chicago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was was that '80s. Yeah, '70s, I loved, '80s. I had I had one of their albums. I loved Chicago. They had a, you know just a great group, and the drummer was really really good. Um, I'm so bad at remembering. Oh. Uh, different albums that I had um
0: but I'm super interested as music changed being such a well-rounded musician yourself like when Nirvana specifically when Nirvana hit in the 90s do you remember that and and were you like this is awesome this is a huge deal or were you like I don't get this at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) well in the 90s I had by then I had three children okay and my youngest was born in eighty four. So in the early nineties especially, I was involved with him and he yeah. was he was into dance and so I was nice. I was doing theater, local theater at that oh, time. Very cool. So I would go I would have to take him to his dance and then he also played soccer and so I was busy. And my yeah, daughter being a mom, was yeah. in high school cheerleading. So I don't think I ever got into nirvana back then.
0: But were you still playing drums through all that? Did you keep your chops up, and you were kind of doing something? Yeah, Yeah. because
1: uh, like during that time, my daughter was in. She graduated in '93. She was a cheerleader, and so I was there at the school at the same time. I was the drumline instructor. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. So I always kept up with my chops, and I don't. And I was doing the local theater a lot. We had. Maybe three different theater groups that were putting on shows so I was playing drums like that so I don't think I don't remember being into Nirvana that early back
0: yeah that's awesome uh I'm all you you've had such a, a long history of music and playing music uh, you know and all that sort of stuff um, one thing I've noticed you know you, you mentioned earlier you know you're not making money from from uh from posting, no. but I do see you working with a ton of companies and you seem yeah. to have like a lot of great relationships. Um, yes. How, and how have you gone about building those relationships with those companies?
1: So that is one tremendous opportunity that I've had yeah. uh, just by having such a social media following, you know, I've been contacted. I have not contacted any of these people. Wow. None. They have all come to me. And that's so, ProMark, you know, Diodario with, with yep. ProMark sticks and Evans drumheads, yep. they came to me, which I was so grateful of.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And
1: Peisty cymbals, Kelly Peisty called me herself.
0: Wow. It's
1: like, oh my gosh, yes, I will play them. I've, I've loved Peisty since I used to work in a music store in the 90s. Yeah. Because uh, I worked, I think I worked right up until like 2002. I was there at the music store for ten years. So I was with all these musicians. But anyway, I always loved Paisty. And then just two, three years ago, I was contacted by Tamburo Drums. Nice. And they're handmade drums from Italy. And wow. they're right there. These these drums are absolutely incredible. This is an 18-inch kick. And all Punchy. the the drummer friends that have come over They hit that eighteen, and they all go. Yeah. They can't believe how punchy it is. Yeah. And it's warm, and it's just amazing, and it's an acrylic kit. And everyone that comments on my uh, snare drums, and, and in all my videos, they always ask, "What is that snare drum you're playing?" And it's just a an acrylic snare drum that sounds absolutely amazing.
0: That's awesome.
1: These if guys I, from Tamburo, that from Italy, have just done amazing work with their drums.
0: That's fantastic. If I remember right, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin played acrylics for a while. Yes,
1: yes, he did.
0: That's mm-hmm. that's super interesting. Um, do they they make you know normal yes birch mm-hmm. or maple or whatever kits? But
1: see, I. If you can see, let's see, can you see my DWs in the back? Yeah,
0: I see see those, yep.
1: Yeah. So I have those, and, you know, I have this right here is a a vintage Rogers kit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's
0: 1965
1: vintage Rogers.
0: Ah, I love Rogers stuff.
1: So that's wooden. And I have the Questlove kit. That's wooden. So when I got the opportunity... I was like, I've never played acrylic before. And because i had watched Bonham and other drummers playing acrylic, I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. And so got the chance and I haven't regretted it at all. They're it's wonderful awesome.
0: drums. What are you uh what are you working on right now? And uh do you have are you in a band? Um I know you got some uh some Christmas stuff coming up. I'm sure. I do. What do you got working on now?
1: That's that's about it. Uh, I have three concerts that I have music for right now for the holidays. Nice. And so I, I need to to start looking. And uh, I I got a call yesterday from the Tamron Hall show. She has oh, a nice. show, a talk show. Yeah, yeah. But they want me to come next Tuesday, and Tuesday I have this important doctor's appointment that it's taken me four weeks to get. Oh. So I haven't contacted them back yet. This morning I had to think on it, but I asked. I called the doctor today, and the first next appointment I can get is January. Oh my god! (laughs) So I'm going to have to turn it down. But I I have gone to New York to do
0: uh, the Tonight Show. Yeah, I saw you on Fallon. That was and amazing. And then I did
1: Nick Cannon. Oh, nice. And I, I actually did Drew Barrymore, but I didn't have to go because that was during COVID, so I did it, you know, virtually. Yeah. And then, so the then Tamron Hall show calls me, and I, it would be fun. Maybe I can do it later. When I contact them back today, maybe they'll say. Well, let's do it. You know, another week. But
0: I want want to hear about the Tonight Show. I saw that video of you like back and forth with Questlove and all that. I mean, that's amazing. Was that just mind blowing?
1: It was. It was. And like I said, I just got a message from on Instagram, a DM saying, "This is so and so, like an associate producer or something," and we would love to have you. We're doing a, 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 I think it was called something like Grandma. Show they featured other grandmas to, to, <laughs> every awesome. night that week, and uh, would you love to be on the show? And I mean, I grew up watching Johnny Carson, yeah, and Buddy Rich on the Johnny Carson Show, Tonight Show. I couldn't turn that down.
0: Yeah, so you would cancel that doctor's appointment.
1: Uh, definitely.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I get so that. So I went, and uh, you know was briefed by someone, you know, they took me out on the stage and showed me where the drums were going to be and uh, somebody of that was pretending to be uh, Jimmy and just, he's going to say this and then, he then you know, you can answer and he's going to say this and then, so, you know, that I mean, it was short, cut short and I went back to the dressing room. I really had no idea what I was going to play on the drums yeah. until he said you Know go, and so yeah. I just came up with, and then it ended up being, you know, like uh, Stevie Wonder kind of groove,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They jumped in with you, yeah,
1: yeah, and so that was fun. And then he's, you know, he said, You know, you can battle Questlove, what do you want to do? And so, since that video went viral with me playing the double stroke role, I started out slow and just started building, and then I did some rudiments after that and jimmy was going walking over all around the stage going crazy
0: yeah that's <laughs> it just amazing
1: That so was so nice and he he was super nice he came into my dressing room right before he went out to do his little shtick at the beginning
0: oh that's very cool
1: yeah so it was nice
0: you've had so many great experiences and you came yes. up in an era you know we've talked about this a couple of times where there weren't a lot of female drummers or, or opportunities and you you're a pioneer um and have grown up in that era do you feel is that something you're passionate about do you feel a responsibility to to open those doors and just you know be vocal and and be excited and celebrate those sorts of things for other women you know to get in into playing drums
1: yes of course uh you know since since that video went viral of me just playing a double-stroke role and me starting to build my YouTube and, and, uh, you know, TikTok and Instagram, Uh, I joined a group on Facebook called Drummer Girls United. And when Mm. I first joined, there were like 500 ladies. Mm. Now, not saying that I had anything to do with it, but I think they saw me as an older person,
0: sure.
1: and I'm doing it. So all these ladies that are signing up to to start playing drums, you know, have joined this this Facebook page. And, you know, a lot of them are total beginners. And then finding people that have been playing for years and years that I didn't even realize there were that that many female drummers out there.
0: Yeah.
1: So you know, I feel like maybe them seeing me has inspired them. If the, yeah, if, absolutely. if I can do it, they can do it.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, one of the things I, I was listening uh, to an interview with someone the other day, um, and they said, you know, one of the things that social media has helped to do is sort of destroy ageism, in the sense that it doesn't matter how old you are, if you're good at something, the world will sort of pay attention and be inspired by what you do. And I think what you've done is proven that point like it's never too late to sort of achieve the things you want to achieve and do the things Mm -hmm. that you dream about doing you know so Mm -hmm. i know you've inspired a ton of people have you had interactions with people who've told you things like that
1: oh yes every day really uh through through messages and i try to answer all all of my messages i get hundreds of messages yeah i was shocked
0: you you hit me right back i was i was shocked (laughs) i was like oh my gosh Uh, she's going to be on the show. This is amazing. Uh, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night too. I'm I'm Eastern. I don't know where you're at, but I'm I'm Uh, Eastern. Yeah. South Carolina. Yes. You were up late.
1: Uh. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a drummer. I'm used to being up late.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For real. Uh, I want to ask you one more question uh, before, before we wrap it up. Uh, And, and people hate this question, but I always ask it. um, And, and people love hearing it, but it's hard to answer. Um, I would love to know your three like desert island albums, like your three favorite oh, albums. No. I know, I know, I know I know
1: yeah, but, I'm so I am so bad uh, at remembering the titles of them, but yeah i I'll have to say, buddy Rich, because I did have uh, an amazing album by Buddy Rich back in the day. I don't remember what it was called, okay uh, and then. My first Zeppelin album.
0: All right. We got to figure and, out what that one is.
1: I know. I'm
0: going to figure I could it see out.
1: The co- I can even see the colors.
0: Do you remember uh, what it looked like?
1: It was like there was some white mixed in, but then there was like burgundy or reddish color around the, the edges.
0: And I'm going to pull all my Zeppelin albums out. I
1: know. Oh, I'm nice. so terrible. If my grandson was here, he would know exactly. All right. Uh, I'm looking to see. I didn't even mention mention Steve Gadd as another one of my favorites. I'm looking at, I have a collection of uh, DVDs right here, and I'm seeing uh, Steve Gadd. So I did have the album with Steve Gadd when he was playing Crazy Army. Oh. Whatever the name of that album is and to this day i'll sit down and play crazy army i i love playing that
0: that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> but well, i can't
1: give you the names of any of them because i'm i'm just brain dead i
0: guess <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally fine it's a tough it's a tough question people hate answering it but they love hearing other people answer it cuz we find yes. out you know records and stuff like i haven't i don't know that i've ever listened to just a buddy rich band record i'm going to have to Ooh, go turn one on buddy like,
1: rich big ben yes
0: amazing yeah. I mean, I remember seeing drum videos of him, but now I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to go listen to Buddy Rich band yep. record and check that yep. out. So, so I appreciate it, uh, Dorothy. I thank you so much for being on the show. This is a huge deal. You're you're an inspiration to a lot of people, um, and uh, it's just an an honor uh, to have you on. Well,
1: thank you so much. I enjoyed
0: Ab- it. Absolutely, we'll have to keep in touch. You have a great one. Hey,
1: okay. thank you. You too.
0: I told you guys that was so fun. So inspiring. I I don't know about you. That's super inspiring to me personally, just seeing what has happened in her life, hearing her story and that she's pursuing her dream every day of her life. Age is nothing but a number to Dorothea Taylor. Now she's out there doing it, putting up great content, helping people grow as drummers, enjoying what she does. And we should all be so lucky uh, as creative people to, to figure that out for ourselves. So I hope that that was inspiring for you. I hope you you, you learned a little bit and uh, got excited about the things that, that you're doing as well. And uh, would love for you share the episode, share the podcast with people. Make sure you're following Dorothea uh, at taylor.dorothea on uh, IG and on TikTok. And uh, you can search her up on YouTube, find her there. Uh, she's on Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so make sure you follow her to keep up with everything she's got going on. If you know drummers, share her stuff with, with drummers in your life, people that you know that, that play drums. And stay connected to what we got going on too. Follow at MyFi Podcast everywhere. Uh, most active on IG. So follow us over there at MyFi Podcast. You follow me at Lee T Baker. Don't forget to go to my myfipodcast.com. Go to the website, myfipodcast.com, scroll down and sign up for MyFi Monday, the weekly newsletter we do for creatives and creative leaders, uh, with just some fun practical information on there. So go over there and sign up, tell your creative friends about that. Great free newsletter just to kick off your Monday with some inspiration, get you going. And uh, look for more great episodes of the MyFi podcast coming up soon we got a few more in the year that you're just gonna love and i'm not letting the cat out of the bag but we got we got some good stuff coming up so uh anyway thanks for being on the show and until next time you guys have a good one